When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the halo effect is the same thing. It's a positive residual unconscious bias, the opposite being the horn effect or the devil effect, which is people have a negative impression of you and that has implications. Where does creativity fit into compliance? In more places than you think. Problem solving, accountability, communication, and connection, they all take creativity. Join your hosts, Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman on Creativity and Compliance, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This is Tom Fox, and in this episode of Creativity and Compliance, myself and Ronnie Feldman take a look at the halo effect. The halo effect posits that if you give people positive information proposed in a positive manner, they will receive it positively. So it allows you to move from Dr. No, from the land of no, to a positive compliance messaging. Quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be back with Creativity in Compliance. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back again with Ronnie Feldman. Today, we're going to give you a short, sweet life lesson. But it's also going to be applicable to your compliance program. So, Ronnie, first of all, hello and welcome back. Hello, hello. Good to see everybody again. Good to hear everybody again. Good to talk to everybody again. Ronnie, you talk about something that I've heard you talk about it, but we haven't had a podcast on it, and that's called the halo. Now, my wife says I spend a lot of time polishing my halo because I am (laughs) the world, perhaps the world's most humble compliance professional. But I don't think that's a halo effect you're talking about. What is the halo effect? So let's talk about this. The, uh, I actually stumbled into this, uh, the topic of this uh, just this past week. I was talking to a client and we often talk about training and communications. And I talk about that entertainment and humor and music and all these entertaining devices are ways to make learning stickier. It's a way to make things more memorable. It's a way to make things more stand up, stand out. So I talk about all these things and then I, I often throw in a thing. And of course you get the halo effect, which means people think more positively about your program. But the epiphany was that the halo effect, a residual benefit, it is the benefit. Do you follow me? Like most important thing is that people think positively about your program. They feel supported. They feel heard. They feel that they have a trusted support system. That's not the residual benefit that this little thing, it's the thing. It's to me more important than the knowledge of the rule or the policy. So let me just say a little bit more to get, before I get your reaction. So that was the epiphany why I wanted to talk about this. For those who aren't familiar with the term, the halo effect is like an unconscious bias that is has a, a positive leaves a positive impression on people. We've talked before, I believe, in other podcasts about Dr. Rob Cross did a study about uh, the people that are most successful give energizing interactions to people. They, 
people like ha- hanging out and working with them because they're positive and supportive and yes, Andy in their style. And people are less attracted to people who provide de-energizing interactions. So the halo effect is the same thing. It's a positive residual unconscious bias, the opposite being the horn effect or the devil effect, which is people have a negative impression of you. And that has implications. And we know that compliance, those that word, those words, ethics compliance, often have that horn or devil effect associated with them, perhaps through no fault of your own, but it's something we have to deal with. Anyway, what are your thoughts and reactions? So my thought wasn't the horn or the devil. It was Dr. No from the land of no. Yeah. Exactly what compliance is perceived as many ways, many times. And this is, this, the halo effect is antithetical of because the more I thought about those terms in the context of what you and learnings and entertainment bring, it is a positive vibe. It is a residual feeling that, yeah, did I enjoy this? Yes. Was it creative? Yes. Was it funny? Yes. Did I enjoy the music? Yes. But the final vibe is these are people I can talk to. These are people I can deal with. These are people who are not meeting me in the middle of the street. They're coming to me on my side of the street, the business side of the street, giving me solid information that I can use in an engaging and communicative way and not saying no, saying let's find a, figure out a way to do this, all wrapped around creativity and compliance. To me, it just seemed to me to be the act. I'm a big fan of spy versus spy, if you remember that from Mad. And this seemed to be exactly the opposite of Dr. No from the land of no. This is why I like to dwell on this very simple concept. It's because, let's face it, I run a company that that focuses on short, fun, and entertaining. And I I believe in my with all my heart that this is a, a more effective way to run your programs. And it, it's it is, we are often considered an afterthought and a, or a nice to have meeting. Oh, we'll do something fun on compliance week, or we'll give ourselves permission to do something fun during that com- compliance week. Or boy, I really wish we could do something like this more regularly, but we just don't have the time. We don't have the budget. And I think what we're failing to recognize is that being creative, being positive, that entertaining entertainment is a way to provide that halo effect that is so critical to people feeling heard and supported. You have to be empathetic. You have to be interesting. Maya Angelou always said people will not remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And in compliance, that's so critical because whether they know the rules or not, they will not speak up if they are bored, annoyed, or afraid. So if we're constantly providing negative stimulus to them, It doesn't matter if they know the rules. It doesn't matter that they think they have integrity. The environment will influence them to more than likely not reach out when there's a problem and to bury their problems. So tactically, the things that we can do, it's not just a human interaction, just but you obviously want to be positive. When when people come to you for advice, you want to provide a positive. You don't want to just say no. You want to say, oh, that's interesting. Let's figure out how to do this together and provide them help and support. But it's also what your web, your internet site looks like, how your code reads, what your training, what that e-learning looks like, how long it is. Is it finger waggy or supportive? Your, your newsletters, all the different touch points that you have should be viewed with how can I provide that positive halo effect? 
So I really enjoyed my Angela quote because, Angela quote, because I had focused on your brand and I was heavily influenced by her, James Patterson, the mystery writer, say everyone gets brand wrong. Your brand is your word. And when he was saying this, he reached his hand like out like he would shake mm-hmm. someone's hand. And that's what I thought we needed to work on with compliance. But you've taken this to a whole different level with the Maya Angelou quote, because it's not your word. It's how you feel. And you're always going to remember how somebody made you feel. Even if you don't remember, they shook your hand, gave you a cowboy contract. <laughs> Or an Illinois contract or a New Jersey contract, whatever you want to call a handshake. And that that, if we can start focusing on that, how people felt from their interactions with compliance in a positive way, that opens up an entirely new realm of communications with people and that, that they'll want to raise their hand, they'll want to speak up. Now that involves all of the things we've talked about throughout this podcast series, trust, communications, engagement, et cetera. But if people feel positive about those, they're going to remember you and remember, hey, maybe I need to pick up the phone and call Ronnie. Yeah. Or Ronnie helped me last time. Let me pick up the phone and get someone over at that office. If the answer that they get from Ronnie is yes and, that's what a business person wants to hear because that means a solution's coming. And if they're asking a question, they need a solution. So I found that really powerful. And I hate to say it, I don't wish we'd start talking about that about three years ago or whenever we started this, but maybe I had to understand the way you think through things and the presentations you make with compliance or you create with and for compliance professionals to understand at the very basic, it's how we feel. Yeah, and that's yeah. the halo effect. It's the halo effect. So just to put a button on it, it's not overly complicated, but it does require our intentions and our. it does require a focus. I think of it as a guiding principle for compliance programs. Your guiding principle should be how can we pro- promote that support system and as positively, empathetically, and helpful, helpfully, I don't know, making up words now, but as helpful as possible. And it's not this extra thing that we that falls off when we run out of budget or we run out of time. It has to be centered, the center focus of the things that we do. And there are things we can do to get better. Obviously, if you don't have out- money for outside resources, partner with your communications and marketing people. This is how they think. And spend that a little extra time to make the training as thoughtful and empathetic and interesting as possible. Spend that extra time to get those more touch points. Because rem- remember, the default when it comes to ethics compliance is you're, in comedy words, we would say you're not playing to a warm room. So you have to dig out of that hole. So you have to do this consistently over time. And ultimately, it will pay dividends because when people feel supported, it, it, Amy Poehler, a quote that I love is, it's easier to be brave when you're not alone. So when people feel supportive, they will ask for your help. They will ask for your support. support. They'll speak up and you'll have a more compliant program. Ryan, it's a great way for us to end this episode. And uh, so I was really stunned when I read the materials you sent over for me to read. And I really think, we're onto something here because if you could make people feel good, they're going to do good. They're going to do good. Bye everybody. Thanks so much. This is Tom Fox again. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of creativity and compliance. 
I've linked to lots of information on Ronnie and his company, Learnings and Entertainment, in the show notes. So if you'd like any more information on the topics of this podcast, please check out the links in the show notes. Creativity and Compliance is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Creativity and Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.